Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got Emily Stone. Uh, she's the general manager of uh, Active Energy Solutions Group over at uh, Method, and uh, we brought her over because we wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, well, energy in general and energy storage in particular. That's a pretty big space, though, isn't it, Emily? Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And uh, yes, it is definitely a large space, both from the um, local backup standard and as well as backing up entire uh, power plants. So a lot of different power levels to look at, a lot of different solutions. Exactly, because th- a lot of people, when they think about that, they're either thinking of uh, low-scale battery backup or possibly a uh, server farm kind of thing, but a lot of application spaces can really use dynamic energy management, right? Definitely. Uh, you know, some of our more traditional customers from a data center standpoint are looking for something as simple as just backing up their servers to prevent corruption of data. Uh, but there are a number of other reasons to back up a system. Um, some telecom providers who have more remote locations are looking for some backup power should the power go out and there's not sufficient time to get a service technician out to service that site. Um, in some cases, uh, large-scale power plants are looking for backup just to back up the grid in the event of some sort of power outage like you saw in uh, Toronto and New York a few years ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Agree. Um, now, there are a lot of issues involved when we're talking about that whole thing. I mean, it's not just the storage of the energy. It's not just the conversion electronics involved. It's not just the – I mean, it's a gestalt. It's all of that. It's the logic behind it. It's the devices and sensors. It's, there are a lot of moving parts in there. How, where does Method look at that? How do they see it all? Well, what we like to offer is as complete of a solution as possible given a specific customer's application. So we have um, some decent products that involve – the capability to view and manage the power within your rack. Um, we have a number of sensors, including you know, humidity, airflow, temperature, things like that, so that allow the user to have real intelligence on exactly what's going on their rack remotely um, so they can make informed decisions about whether um, any sort of maintenance needs to be done or if there's an alert or warning they should be aware of. Uh, from an actual power backup standpoint, we actually have employed detailed technology on our battery management system. So we are really trying to empower the data center user to understand exactly what their battery is doing, have real-time data about the temperature, voltage, current of each individual cell within that battery, because we believe this gives them intelligence and power to know when they need to uh, change out their battery, um, perhaps schedule maintenance, or perhaps bring another UPS online. Um, Another interesting aspect of our systems is the ability to actually supplement the power in a rack. So we can provide additional battery power beyond a preset power limit for the UPS. And this allows the data center manager to stay within their power limits, stay within their power budget, you know, from a, a facility standpoint, while still maintaining customer satisfaction and not having to throttle servers. Mm-hmm. Now, how scalable is this? I mean, how small, how low down does it go and how high up does it go? 
Well, at this point, you know, we can supplement power down to, you know, hundreds of watts. We're in the, you know, 6 to 36 kilowatt type of range. Uh, but this is certainly technology that really is just a matter of how large of a battery you want to install. Uh, we're starting to see batteries employed as a backup solution all the way up into the megawatt state. So there are uh, vendors out there who are actually filling entire shipping containers with batteries, which I think is a really exciting prospect. It opens the door for a lot of remote locations. Um, I know the military is interested in forward operating bases where they have these pods of batteries um, available to provide power all over the world. So it's pretty exciting space from that regard. I agree with you completely. Uh, one other question, though, I'm assuming it's uh, technology agnostic. Um, when you say batteries, how broad of a power input source can this accept? Well, you know, it, it kind of depends on your power conversion technology, of course. Um, you know, for us specifically, uh, we are focusing more on the more traditional line inputs, so something in the 208, 220, 240 AC range, uh, we are starting to see some customers move towards doing, you know, 480 volt DC rails across their entire facility, which I think the the prospect of a DC grid within a system, uh, within a facility is pretty exciting. Um, so, it, you know, it just kind of depends on the application. Got it, got it. So now, obviously, there are a lot of moving parts in all of this. Um, what does Method do to help designers integrate your solutions into their solutions? Well, Method specifically has a great deal of experience uh, with installing data center solutions. Um, so the racks, all of the cabling, um, working with various server and switch vendors to integrate their products into our solutions. Uh, so we have quite a bit of history there. My group in particular actually started off in the vehicle space. So we were doing hybrid to plug-in hybrid conversions where we would actually remove the OEM installed pack and install our own pack with our own battery management system. Uh, so we have from a moving part standpoint, we really had <laughs> the true test in terms of having to design a system robust enough to go up and down the highway and um, deal with the extreme environments of of an automotive application. Um, as that market has shifted, you know, Method said, how can we apply this type of solution to a data center? And that's where we got involved and created a a rack mountable UPS. So, you know, from an integration standpoint, we feel like we're offering a quite a bit of knowledge um, and industry perspective that you can't necessarily get from other vendors. We feel we have a very complete solution to offer uh, to really make this a simple transition for anybody ordering our equipment. Got it, got it. Now, um what aspects now because obviously when we start talking about the the entire datacom space and servers it's a, even though there are a lot of things we're talking about major capital investments long-term uh views there are a lot of things happening a lot of moving parts going on what areas do you see especially like when you start thinking about microgrids data centers and the smart grid how that's all going to play out 
balancing and managing that power and information. Well, what we see happening more and more is, um, I suppose there are kind of a few different buckets that you could categorize people moving towards. So there are a lot of people who have these huge battery rooms that have been around for quite some time, but they don't necessarily have a lot of room to expand that. Um, So rather than greenfield an entire new site, we're starting to see deployments of, uh, you know, a row of racks or maybe just one or two racks, and they'll need backup power for that type of uh, solution. We also see some smaller customers um, or perhaps customers who have multiple sites who are going to deploy a few servers, maybe three kilowatts worth of a system um, at each site, and so they're looking for a backup power solution that works for that. We're really seeing more of a shift to distributed models, even amongst the major players who do have large greenfield sites. They want the flexibility of being able to have server equipment and switches local to each of their facilities. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and that also obviously helps to clean things up if you can keep things as local as possible, including all of the management for that stuff. Definitely. And, you know, from a, as you mentioned, the management and the information flow, um, you know, we really feel it's important to keep the poor on-call technician or IT guy who's getting the call in the middle of the night if something goes down. We want to make sure he has as much information as possible. And so that includes, you know, all of the intelligence around the battery. It includes understanding what's going on in your rack so that you can understand what's a legitimate concern and um, if there are any warnings that you could heed preemptively and actually present, prevent any downtime. And I think our solution really gives each data center manager the capability to do that, whether it's a huge facility or just an individual rack 600 miles away. <laughs> well, and that's always important, isn't it? Now, um, Emily, what I like to do is give my guests the last word in my podcast. So that way, in case there's anything um, we didn't get a chance to mention about what Method's doing or something you'd like to add about the market or just a tip for the audience, now's your chance because the floor is yours. All right. Well, one of the things that Method is specifically excited about launching into the data center space is a lithium-ion solution. So traditionally, backup power has been in the form of a flywheel or a lead-acid battery. And we're the first company to really offer a commercially available lithium-ion solution that's rack-mountable. It's a plug-and-play solution offering up to 6 kilowatts. And we feel like this is really a game-changer. The cycle life available on lithium-ion is significantly better than lead-acid, which means you can just put it in your rack and kind of set it and forget it and not have to worry about cycle life deterioration and capacity fade like you would with lead-acid. So we're really excited to get that into... um, into some different facilities. We're getting really positive feedback from customers who are just sick of the maintenance contracts. They're sick of having to replace their batteries preemptively every 18 months or so just to guarantee that they're not going to see fade. Uh, So we feel very strongly that lithium-ion is a safe and manageable technology and is a great future for the data center market. 
Great. Well, hey, I'm very glad that I gave you the opportunity to mention that. Uh, where can people go to get some more information on that? you have a website for that? Uh, we do. Uh, we're actually on the Method website. If you go to method.com, you can navigate to the Data Solutions Group website. Um, or you can go to method.com slash data slash active dash energy. Excellent. Well, hey, Emily, thank you so much for taking the time to come on to the show because, well, power is obviously a critical aspect no matter where we're going, but uh, since data is the new commodity, everything to keep the centers backed up, running, and efficient is always commendable. So thanks a lot for telling us about some of the latest uh, things Metho's got to add to their toolbox. It was my pleasure. Pleasure's mine. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Pauls for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day.